Welcome, fellow human, to the Disorganized Productions Podcast. The show that fuels your spirit, ignites your potential, and helps you become the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Rob, and each episode will embark you on a journey to unlock the power within you, tap into your limitless potential, and conquer life's challenges. Hey, fellow human. Thank you for uh, listening to my podcast. I would really appreciate it if you uh, give uh, give me five stars. It would be great if you uh, could do that and uh, share it with your friends and family. Um, there are a little, uh, a few things I want to talk to you about. Um, I got a merchandise store on Linktree, which is called the Disorganized uh, Productions Shop. And, um, of course, big, big shout out to my brothers at the Firmamental Podcast, the firmamentalpodcast.com. Uh, these are my, uh, brothers in, in love, not in crime, but in love. And, uh, you can also, um, get there the, uh, reservation for the Scipio Iriditis book, Anatoy of a Revolution, um, for the pre-order. Um, so yeah, without any uh, further ado, have uh, fun and enjoy this podcast and thanks for tuning in. Eric, good to see you. Good to see you, bro. Yeah. it's. Uh, I can say it's it's been a while because we never met, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from the United States of America. Yeah, I'm from uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake Utah. City. Is that the is that the flatlands? No, we have mountains. We're in the Rocky Mountains. Wow, that must be quite a sight then. Yeah, that's that's cool. We don't have that here in the Netherlands. This is flat. This is totally flat. Yeah, we had the uh, Winter Olympics in two thousand two. Okay, cool. So it was uh, really nearby. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was cool. I got to go to a few events. Okay. How's the sound for me? Is it uh, all right for you? Yeah, you sound great. How, how am I? Okay, yeah, perfect. Sweet. Okay, let's uh, let's hit it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow humans, welcome to another episode of Disorganized Productions. Today we have a special guest. His name is Eric Finna. <laughs> is, is it? Good pronounce? Yeah, it's pretty good. Finnish, yeah. Okay, Finnish, Finnish, yeah. Because I think it's uh, Swedish or Finnish? Sweet Finns. So Sweet Finns. Yeah. Hit the jackpot directly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, but but you live all your life in America, right? Yeah, my, uh, my great-grandfather from that side, my grandfather's father, he came over in like the 1920s. And so, yeah, I'm the third generation on that side, born in America. Okay. Have you ever been to Finland? Yes, I've been at there uh, three times, actually. Wow. It's it's a beautiful country, eh? Oh, it's awesome. It's, yeah. I've been all the way up to, uh, I can't remember the town, but where they have the big Santa Claus village up above the Arctic Circle, like way up north in, in Lapland. Wow. Where, where the people have uh, reindeers for pets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. 
And uh, talking about reindeers, um, I saw on the notes, uh, because uh, a shout out to uh, to Snake Turban had to make the notes for me. And of course, shout out also to my brothers from the Firmamental. You uh, Firmamental podcast. Uh, I will show, uh, I will put the link in the show description. That's the way I had to say it. Um, Eric, you're 20, uh, 42 years old. You work with your 27 uh, year old stepson. You have two daughters. And um, yeah, I was digging into, uh, <laughs> I was digging into reindeers. Uh, because I saw that you also did something with mushrooms, right? Or you, you had, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to partake uh, a lot when I was young, and then uh, used to have, we used to have a nice big camp out where once a year we would get together and have a big ceremony and and sit around the fire and and uh, you know have a reset and a, a download and and but I haven't done it for a few years. Kind of like uh, I think it's that Alan Watts quote: "Once you've uh, once you've got the message, hang up the phone." You know, kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. and be careful. <laughs> yeah, like, not saying maybe way down the road in the future, but right now I'm pretty good. Like I'm in a good sp- I'm in a good space. Mm. Yeah, because uh, that was the, the the first thing that popped up in my mind when I uh, when I heard you say about reindeers. I know that the people in uh, uh, Finland, Sweden, and stuff like that, when they have reindeers, the reindeers can eat the Amanita muscaria, which is very hard to digest for humans. And yes. you trip, uh, yeah, you have a big trip when you do that. But they uh, they gather the pee and they drink that. Yeah, they filter the urine and drink it. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's... it's <laughs> It's quite a funny story if you listen to it, but it makes it makes sense. It's it's all digested by the animal, yeah. And probably they have some really good stories in the uh, in the late night when uh, when you look at the uh, the normal lights in the snow and uh, when things like that come popping up, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they get a good trip and take a sauna. Yeah, go outside, look at the stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is uh, uh because you told me that um you you did it quite some t- some years right so like like uh like gathering together with a bonfire and just eat some mushrooms what was one of your uh best trips that you had so one of them when we just went up in the mountains when we were young this one was probably at least twenty years ago because I'm forty two so this was probably when I was like nineteen twenty ish. Uh, and we were just up in the mountains with a group of friends, about five of us. And it was just one of those ones where it all goes well. Like I've always had, when I've been out in nature, the trip usually goes well. Mm. Inside a city or a house or technology, it can go sideways. Absolutely. I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. We've had, you know, down at Lake Powell, Lake Powell's a big, uh, man-made reservoir that they made when they created the Hoover Dam. Mm -hmm. Uh, had a couple really good ones down in that area, down in southern Utah, and uh, had some fun up on the ski slopes too, on you know some days, and then uh, yeah, just like I said, the one you're probably thinking of was the one I talked about on on George's show. Shout out to George and yeah, shout out to Raul and Alex and Mac 
Exactly. Every, everybody, you know, Cliff from Truth to Face, Scipio, the whole whole little group. Everyone's awesome. Shout out to Snake. Everybody's, you know, our, our, this little group's just badass. Absolutely. And uh, the one I was talking about was we had a really heavy dose that year. We made a really big tea and we got wild. And and that's when I was first getting into like biblical cosmology, the flat earth and, and uh, you know, the geocentrism and, and uh, I, I was looking up at the sky and it just looked different that year. Like I could see like the sacred geometry, the, the pixelation, like the, you know, the honeycomb and the, all the different shapes and patterns of like what I thought was the firmament. I was like, wow, am I really, you know, in yeah. this, it was, it was, it was really intense. And I, and it was a, that was a trip that was really off and on, like how it comes in waves. Like I was having a real good time. And some of the people that night were have, weren't have, it was a little too intense for them. So I don't know. It was, that was, a, but it was a fun one. It kind of shook the group up after that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I totally agree with you. When you were in, in nature, um, you see more, you hear more, you, um, you, you're going to collect some answers. Yeah. We always had a path for what we walked when we had some uh, mushrooms and stuff like that. And um, I, I literally talked to trees and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it, it doesn't make sense when you, when you tell it now because you're sober, right? But when you win that trip, it, it makes so much sense, especially old trees and stuff like that, like 200, 300 year old trees. Yeah. They tell stories, man, and uh, it's not like yeah, you're tripping, your balls off. No, 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 no. This is this is. They told me really some things. <laughs> well, that's what they said that they got the concoction for ayahuasca was was the told by the forest spirits down there, mm. and told them to take that tree root and then the plant and mix it together to get that you know to have that teaching from that and. Uh, they they always say that plants aren't sentient or intelligent, and I I don't believe that. Like, you know, you can they've shown studies where you play the sound of crickets or an insect, mm-hmm. and the tree and the plants release a toxin to change their flavor or close up their, you know, their their flowers or whatever. And there's that whole mycelium network under the ground of the mushrooms that they communicate and grow through, like. And then you see when they put the electrodes on them and it plays music in different frequencies. With the plant wave. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, so I, I think there's a lot of, I think they're sentient beings. And I mean, there's plants that move and stuff. They know how to drop their seeds and grow ways. So the animals catch their buds and transfer them to plant elsewhere and stuff. Like it's very, very intelligent species. I think. I think it's one of the oldest, uh, old, probably the oldest organism in this world yeah and you can find it everywhere even on uh, uh rocks of lava and stuff like that where we're and um i i really digged into uh paul stamets he yeah. had some great studies about uh the mycelium and, and what um some kind of mushrooms can do for humans the the fungi could um eat oil so when there's oil spill and stuff like that and um, they 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 have um, so much natural abilities that we are not aware of at this moment. Uh, of course, 
now nowadays you see it's, uh, more and more that people are, uh, you know, drinking a tea about uh, lion's mane or jerk tail, you know, the, the, the normal stuff, reishi, that's one uh, that I use also. Um, but I think one of the most fascinating stories that I heard from uh, Paul Stammons is that they had lined up with all the best architects in the world. And uh, I think it was in a uh, subway in Tokyo. And they had to, uh, you know, did they make the sketches and stuff like that? And uh, he said, you know what? Um, I'm going to put mycelium into this and let's see how that one responds. And I think the first few days, nothing happened. But within five or six days, the mycelium made a network that was more effective and really astonished uh, by um, uh, by scientists. Like, wow, how did that made up? Right. And just like you said, I think it's one of the oldest uh, consciousness uh, of the world. And it, it goes like miles and miles, hundreds of miles under the earth. Uh, and it opens up when we walk barefoot, when we throw away some food and stuff like that in the in the in the, in the forest, and that's oh, that's so amazing. It's really and it is. They're also one of the only organisms like us that take in oxygen and put out carbon. You know, exactly. So they, we they breathe like we do. So speaking of that mycelium network, I, I've said this before, but it's a to me it, it blew my mind when I learned that from Stamets about all that and. It just made me think back to some of the burial rituals that have been created. So I think, you know, part of like maybe the fallen and some of the pagan religions they created, I think they created cremation and mummification and putting bodies in tombs to separate us from going actually back into the earth mm -hmm. and maybe connecting and growing back into that mycelium network. Just a thought I've had, just... It's just, you think about the Akashic records and like stuff like that. Like if we're not put back in there to rejoin that, it's losing out on all that experience and knowledge. And then your body's just rotting in a, a tomb or burned up and then it's just dust and it's not, wow. not regrowing back into that natural cycle. That's fascinating what you say there. The weird, it huh? makes total sense also. Right. And I think that uh, we as a species, as uh, fellow humans, <laughs> we are built up about a lot. Um, we we will build out of um, a lot of fungi also. And the yeah. most uh, diseases that we know, just like cancer and stuff like that, is like a fungi that's out of control. And it's feed itself with sugar and stuff like that. But it's really fascinating when you look at it. Um and and especially what you just said that 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 uh, that, that goes in my, in my head now around. <laughs> so you think like maybe some of those knowledge from the trees is that someone was buried there or died there and then grew into the tree or the the tree grew out of them, you know, and so it carried some of that knowledge into it, you know. Huh. And that makes more sense because when I walk in nature, I make uh, a lot of pictures, especially about uh, mushrooms because I love it and. Uh, uh, all the greenery and stuff like that. But I also do uh, make pictures of trees that look like a face. Yeah. And there are really a lot. And sometimes it could be a branch that's been felled off or cut off. Yes. 
forest, but some of them just like, wow, you see this old Merlin kind of guy in it, just like, what? And it's like hundreds of years old. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's a sad thing about America is they've cut down so many of the old trees. Mm. There's a few, I know there's a couple, there's a huge one in, think in Arizona or New Mexico and there's you know a few down in Florida and then some up in the Redwoods in California and up in Oregon and stuff but a lot of the old ones they've chopped them down and it's it's really sad I think I think I think you lose I think that's a loss of an energy source absolutely absolutely and and uh, just to be honest with you if if I were in the woods I, I like to uh to pick some sticks you know so I can carve them and walk with them and uh, even then, when I only take one stick, and it's like maybe millions around, the, the the forces are here not that dense, but you know that there's a lot. Yeah, I even feel sorry. So, and the thing is, what people don't realize, especially the ones that you know, the, the project managers and stuff like that. Oh, cut it all down, like thousands of years of 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 what is it, foresting and stuff like that. You yeah. can if you mess it up. You can bring it back. No, it, it, it's something that uh, it's really painful to see for me. It's 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 making my heart bleed to see yeah. stuff like that. And um, I used to um, bicycle to my uh, to a town nearby, like fifty kilometers. Uh, back in the days when I went to school, there was nothing. So there was one. Um, the, the, the last uh, building from the village that was a farm and then it was like 10, 15 kilometers wasteland and then I went to the other town, right? Yeah. Now, it's completely stacked with FedEx, UPS, warehousing. Uh, warehousing is like 800 meters by 700 meters and just like, oh man. Okay, I like it when my Amazon package is delivered but shouldn't we respect more the nature that's been there? Can't you have the building and some trees too? Exactly. Yeah, they plant the new ones, but it's, you know, it's it's not like it was. Yeah. And of course, when, when, there's, when there's a place, because it was quite a wasteland, that's okay. But if you, if you see, especially in cities, how many uh, projects there are that going to cut down uh, hundreds of years of foresting and 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 habitats uh, for 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 the flora and fauna, right? So for for yeah. that, it's yes, and and it's really uh, is it something that that you can relate to, Eric? That um, since you have been taking mushrooms in the past, that it's uh, it give it, it gave you like um, some kind of answer to the existence of life uh, oh yeah and now you're more aware of these things when you see something like that something like okay wait a minute that there was a teacher that told me all about this fascinating stuff here in the world and now they just cut it down for some um material stuff that it's hard yeah like uh think about the amazon you know they're they're clearing so much of it for agriculture and stuff when they really don't need to because there's so much open land down there for agriculture and 
the studies have shown that the Amazon was actually planted, that it's an overgrown garden, that certain trees and plants were planted in specific spots that grow together and coexist. And it's like, it's crazy how when you look into that, the the cities and ruins they found in there now and and just them showing that, hey, this this wasn't just a natural forest that popped up. They knew this was terraformed. You know, it, yes, it's, it's it's very interesting. Very, because I think uh, the last couple of years they've uh, they have now the technology to to radar uh, to fly over it and and radar the ground. Yeah, and I think they found uh, there was a description of some someone like hundred years ago, like like guy that uh, wrote down there's a city like two million people and stuff like that, you know. And um, 50 years later, they, they, they searched for that with the coordinates and stuff like that, but he couldn't find it. It, yeah, it was, was just... I saw that film. It was a good one. Yeah. And, and I saw that, that what you talked about with, uh, it was, I think it was uh, David Attenborough about uh, Earth, what used to be the Amazon, the Panatal, like 50 years ago. And now it's like, that's crime. That's, yeah. I think, the biggest crimes against us that they take away our, uh, our completely existence because because it's it's not like okay I cut down a tree or uh, you know there there are some animals that have to uh, uh, travel farther away but they even they don't have the chance to do that because they're going to get killed. I saw one of one of these movie from. Um, uh, it was in the Amazon actually, and they found this orang utang, and this orang utang uh, attacked the machines. You know, just like what the hell are you doing? Why are you cutting the, the stuff down? Uh, I think that they captured him or they killed him. Just like what? Come on, man! What, what would you do if somebody moved into your house and said, "Okay, well, I'm going to move all the stuff"? You know, that's it's and it's really crazy that we are now to a point in history. Uh, that there's no turning back, and that's that's something that uh, sometimes frights me. To be honest, not not like the other stuff around, like panamatic and stuff like that. You know, I I don't really care. I'm I'm quite a positive, uh, uh, yeah, positive guy. But these things that when you walk down in the forest and you see that they cut the half of it. Just like, like, yeah, then the other little trees can grow. Yeah, but doesn't the forest grow by itself? Even the uh, trees, I think, they can communicate with, with each other. So when, when one tree is a little bit sick, the other ones give them the energy. Right. Isn't that fascinating? And it comes back to the mycelium. So... Basically, you're killing consciousness of the world. Yes. And it, I think it can come back. I'm positive that way. It's just it takes time. Trees don't, trees aren't like a tomato plant that you can grow in one season. You know, it takes years. You plant a, you know, you plant a, a fruit tree seed. It takes years before it can produce. And that's, you know, if it does, you know, so much of the soil now from the fertilizer they've done and chemtrails and all these all these yeah. uh, weed killer sprays, these roundups, and you know, it's it's really messed up the ecosystem. Mm. We've made the ecosystem sick. Like, it's just it's very frustrating. You know, it's it's like you know, what are we doing? How did we 
how did this get approved and 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 into action without us you know being able to acknowledge it or have a say in stopping it exactly i think that's the that that's the the worst part out of it that someone has a plan and something has to get away to fulfill his plan that's one but who said okay yeah chop down all that stuff and uh you know it's it's just like thousands of years old so what the hell you know it makes no sense it makes no sense and i think that's probably also on their agenda so when they take away the normal uh nature habitat you can fight uh forest fruit yeah Be- you know it's, it's just stuff like that or um you know if the shit hits the fan you go to a to a to a forest and you can do your stuff well um <laughs> it, it Probably did they hang it around full with uh, cameras so they can see who's going to get in and who's going to get out. Uh, what you see what the, with the pandem- uh, uh, pandemic or whatever we're going to call it. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is that, uh, is that uh, the path that you normally could walk, they were just like, uh, within two or three weeks, they were overgrown. Nature does that, you know. I I, I love that. Um, yeah, talking about that uh, that subject where we <laughs> plan pandemic or or feardemic, what's it called? What was your um, journey to uh, awakening? So I started young. Uh, I had a relative that was in the Secret Service when Kennedy was assassinated, hmm. and so. I was taught to question that at a young age, so that really got me into it, you know. And that's where the term conspiracy theorist was invented. And I heard someone the other day call themselves not a conspiracy theorist, but a conspiracy analyst, and I really like that. So that's my I'm a, I'm a conspiracy analyst. I like to analyze these things. Exactly. So I I got a lot of videos uh, right after 9/11 in the early 2000s. I had a a, a friend of a friend that would make all these videos about about 9-11 about obama about you know the zeitgeist about all these crazy conspiracies when they're really blowing up in that time and uh so i just got into watching a lot of those and then looking them up for myself and then you hear about the all the world war stuff that doesn't make any sense you know world war one every leader in charge is related they're all cousins fighting for power and and control to control their people better and to increase their power. And then you hear about World War II and the whole, none of it makes sense now when you really study it. And it was really to institute a a banking system and really erase the rest of the old world stuff. Mm. Uh, Shout out to Hitler. I can't wait to see his new film, Old World Order. That looks so good. Yeah. And so then, you know, when 9-11 happened, I, I remember watching it that day and it was just like, what the heck? And then I was fearful because I was 21. So I thought that I was going to get drafted and, you know, it, we, we thought it was going to turn into a really big thing. And then, like I said, we had the Olympics here in 2002. So yeah. I thought something was going to go down here during the Olympics. I thought, you know, they spread that terrorism fear on everybody. So I thought, oh, they're going to blow up something at the Olympics to get some, you know, to make another message. Yeah, and, yeah you know, exactly. Huh. Of course, nothing happened. It was all, and now we know that it was all planned and 
uh, trauma-based mind control to get more money to get keep the wars going and and then when when the scandemic happened i i really didn't buy into it i hadn't researched the farm I, I knew the pharmaceutical company was corrupt and a lot of it wasn't right but i didn't know how corrupt it was and i didn't know how bad the you know the shots were and stuff and mm. i didn't know about the 1986 vaccine act that america had passed for children and the schedule and that's they passed that because the pharmaceutical companies were about to give up on them because they had other medications that worked better and the the injections weren't and so they were like well we don't need and then they passed that to make basically have no liability now they're not responsible for side effects and reactions mm. and so when i learned all that and just saw how divisive it was and how and how how fearful the trauma-based mind control it just worked on everybody and it was that just really it just shifted my conspiracy analyst gear to a whole nother level and i, I wasn't too affected I, I never took i've never taken one test i didn't i didn't play the game at all i i worked at a grocery store so i got to keep my job uh had to play the mask game a little bit but luckily i was there in the early hours before the store opened so i could get away with not wearing it most of the time and then and then i switched jobs uh let's see in 2021 and i was about to go to work for amazon which i'm glad i didn't i was mm -hmm. well directly for amazon it was a uh subcontracted company that controlled a, a fleet of, of of drivers okay and yeah that's how i got my job now which was very fortunate it was you know a little bit more money too as well and i didn't have to play the amazon game so i go into the amazon place the the big hub where we would be meeting in the morning with the vans to get loaded up to do the deliveries they have a camera system in there with rings around you so i'm looking at the screen as i'm walking by and i've got a green ring around me and as i took a step closer to the guy it turned red because we were too close to each other no, we in the six feet. Yes, it was crazy. I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh, that's the the China or Russia. He's China like, that's software. Yeah, he's like, that's the six foot distancing on the software, notifying that we're too close together. And I'm like, what? And yeah, and that was like a big red flag. I was like, no, nah, I don't know, I don't know about this. They're gonna, yeah, <laughs> get the hell out of there. Yeah, what are they gonna force on me? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's something. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it was just crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I worked like I think it was like twenty years ago or something like that for a big. Uh, there, there are a lot of transport hubs here, so uh, we we are cross border with uh, Germany and uh, with Belgium, it's quite yeah. nearby. So it's uh, these three countries: uh, the Netherlands, uh, Germany, and 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 Belgium. And I was working for this uh, uh, printer warehousing. So you have to, you know, put in uh, some paper just to test if it's okay. Then go back in a box and it's going to send out. And my first day was like, you, you have to clock. There was something totally new for me at that time, like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Everything was, you know, uh, you come to your job, you do your job. That's what you do, right? Yeah. Now we had to wet the clock in. And then when it went home... I couldn't get home because it's like 
15 minutes that you have to wait at security is going to check everybody if they don't steal anything. It's like, am I in prison? Right. Big fences with, uh, you know, dogs pass, uh, 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 patrolling, uh, cameras everywhere. Just like, I don't want to work in that kind of environment, man. That was for, that was for paper? That was, uh, yeah, what, what they did is they, they were uh, warehousing and they had like uh, printer stuff and, uh, well, they are basically like, I think like 10 or 15 brands that provided right. their products to there, to the hub, and you check them out like, the, these were Lexmark printers, I think, and they have, you know, hundreds of them like batches that are going to be uh, in stores. You have to check them out with paper. If they and the, you have to uh, uh, make a test, and then see if everything is okay, put it back in a box, and you know stuff like that. But uh, so they're it's not it's 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 more worse than it was. So they were probably worried about you stealing like toner or components, maybe. But that's just yeah. weird for that. Like I've I was a delivery driver for three years, and I delivered to I actually delivered to the company I work for now. It was a <laughs> It was a corrugated products company, so we delivered packaging and shipping stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would deliver. I had a few places I went to that were high security like that, but for a reason. Like one of them was Discover Card, where they would make the credit cards. So all the materials to make the credit cards and the strips and all the valuable stuff was in there. So I could see why they were so secure. Exactly. Another place, another place was uh, Brinks, which is an armored company kind of like what Raul works for uh where you know we would deliver them so that you know they have all the armed guards there and stuff so I see why that's secure another one was a refinery a silver refinery where they're taking all the ore in and making it into whatever silver ore and pure pure uh uh metals and stuff and so I could see why that place hmm. you're talking about this whole locked door when you come in and out checking everybody like through a like a one of the things you walk through at the airport oh yeah yeah and the, 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 and uh, the, the, and the x-ray and yeah x-ray the, the, the detector and stuff like that I can see that because you know mm. someone might make sense of silver <laughs> or gold and walk out of there you know yeah but yeah that's 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 weird for a like a printer company place that seems a little excessive yeah and if if you see it right now um uh, I'm in the middle of Tri-State City. Uh, so what's so, that? I've I've been to Amsterdam twice, but I, I don't. I don't I've yeah. Never been so, so if you got the Netherlands, it's like uh, I think it's like 375 kilometers, so like 300 miles wide, and the length is like 400, I think, like 200 miles. Uh, no, 300 miles. 300 by 300 for 45. It's like <laughs> noisier. Northeast, yeah. northeast of Holland. Yeah, I'm down in the northeast, right? Okay. So Amsterdam is like, uh, well, two hours drive. Nice. Yeah. So I'm down in the south, and it's connected to Germany and to Belgium. So when I look cross border, it's like five minutes drive. Right. You got Ruhrpott, and that's where Krupp's Kruppstahl. Um, so, so the metal works and stuff like that, like the early days where in, in war and stuff like that, they were there. It's one of the biggest, um, indus- industrial 
uh, areas in Europe. So oh. with that said, I think there are like, if I if I draw a circle from my home, like let's say thirty kilometers, yeah, I have about twenty million people. That's awesome. That's it's awesome when when these people it's awesome, are but at the same time not because it's so many people in a small area. Exactly. So when I leave the house, everything is controlled, especially when I go to this um, uh, weather ups are now in the warehousing. And I, I do deliveries also. So uh, once you get in, everything cameraman, everything is lined up with cameras. Where are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing? Um, and that that's one of the reasons why I want to make uh, myself more independent and, uh, and get the hell out of here. Because uh, these 15-minute cities, it's, it's not something that they uh, want to do. It's what they're going to do. Right. And especially when when they they lined up here, and uh, if if you see how dense it is here, you just like said, two hours drive to Amsterdam, and Amsterdam has a very big area like Rotterdam and uh, the Hague, is all packed up, and there are just like ten million people like there, and it's it's not that big, you know, it's one of the dense cities there is, and it's multicultural, which is probably good, but uh, with that comes also a lot of. Uh, challenges let me say that yeah right yeah i don't i don't know the exact size of my state of utah but that's like 10 times the people we only have 3.38 million people in utah and in salt lake it's probably 2 million you know it's oh it's yeah, great I was, talking, I was talking to alex balls and he said um you, you know from from a mental and he said man you you got to come over here to canada and he said when his family lives cross border here in Germany. He said when they come over, they are really astonished that they can drive a whole day without seeing anyone. Right. And for me, that's like, oh, holy crap. Um, if you think about it, because everywhere I always were or was, there are yeah. people. So when you're driving down in Canada where he lives and, and you see nothing, no no human being, you're, you're completely on yourself. You have to have a reliable car and nothing should happen, right? And there are a lot of factors that could mess up your day badly. That's same here. You can, as soon as you can drive an hour or a couple hours in one direction and you'll be in the middle of nowhere. Wow. So you can go one way and be up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere in the forest, or you can go another way and be out in the middle of the desert in nowhere. You know, it's Utah's a crazy place. You could, uh, let's see, yesterday was nice enough, or the day before was, you know, this week we had some warm days, but you could have snow skied in the morning if you wanted to, and then in the afternoon went and played golf. Wow. And then last night we had a little <laughs> Last night we had a little snow, so there's like a little, a little dusting all over my yard today. Mm. The funny thing is, when we talked about uh, all the stuff that's going on uh, with the the chemtrails and that that what they spray and stuff like that, it's not only that. We had like crazy rainfall, like two three weeks almost constantly, and still there are some creeks that are flooded over. But guess what? Netherlands 
is very familiar with their dikes. Yeah. And I don't dog by the whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably they're familiar about that too, because we, right? we, we yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but without dikes, we would have a big problem. And probably I, I wouldn't get wet feet, but uh, most of the Netherlands, I think like three quarters, something like that, could have really severe problems when uh, when the dikes break. A lot of in 1952, there was a big, big disaster. Big flood? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of that area, right, the dikes make it so there's dry land, right? Because a lot of it is like sea level and below kind of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's just uh, uh, NAP is is the level that they 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 show on uh, on rivers and stuff like that. It's New Amsterdam uh, Bell uh, level, New Amsterdam yeah. level, right? So they see when you go uh, with the ship, you go to uh, to another place like uh, under a bridge. You can see how high the water is, so you have to count how big your ship is if you can pass through. And when there's more water. The level's going to get up, so you have to be very careful if you have some uh, really big ship. But yeah, we basically we are very good in uh, uh, in making dikes, and also there was a a part of Netherlands where uh, where's big cities now that was water. So what you see, and I think it's uh, also a Dutch company that uh, made these palm trees in uh, what was it Adu uh, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah, yeah. So what they did is that they grinded, uh, they grinded so that they they had the water and then they they they, yeah, they put the water to to somewhere else and they make it dry. So uh, Flevoland, that that's a a province here, this way. completely that was water like fifty years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really great. Look, look, these are good things that to develop, right? Yeah, but if you cut down. All that stuff that we talked about before, like like trees and forests and stuff like that, you know, that's that's something that uh, that really fets me up. And I don't know what the plan is exactly, as you said with nine eleven, when you see that and when you see the deceiving and the, uh, that's not possible that it collapses stuff like that. I have two questions. First of all, we got some actors on stage because somebody wrote the script who wrote the script because that 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 if it's going to be biden or trump or whatever and i'm talking about politics but whoever you know played the game they play by the script yeah who made the script i we don't we don't know who they are with it i i go back to like like what george says if you know the names they're not the biggest players you know the, the people we know are, like you said, are the actors. You know, the the crappy actors, the ones that can make you feel em- that make you feel emotions. They go to the movies. The good actors, they get to go to politics, and then you know they, you know, because they can just stray lie to your face and make you believe and tell you everything you want to hear and do the complete opposite exactly. and don't buzz anything about it. It's just they crazy. When you think about it, if you have a girlfriend or you have a friend that's lying, backstabbing, and stuff like that, you okay? Even if it's a family member, you know, get the hell out of here! Don't want to do anything with. Uh, I don't want to have to, you know. 
fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, how many strikes till you're out? Like, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Like, just go back to the terraforming for a minute. You know, they sell this. We have all this natural, everything's created perfect ecosystem. And we have all these plants and medicines. And this kind of goes into the religious too. I think, I think at one time, the true spirituality, the religion and the science was all together in one. They separated it. You know, God made man, man made religion. The fallen came down, made these false religions for us to worship the wrong gods and split that. So now you have this religion that's incorrect that people are worshiping. And now you've taken the natural medicine of the earth, the natural good intention alchemy. You know, there's good and light, dark, light and dark witchcraft. If you're taking ginger and garlic and honey and making a tea to heal somebody of a of a cold or something they have with intention and honoring God because he gave you all these plants and herbs and medicines to do this with, that's good. But when yeah. you're doing some voodoo, sacrificing some animals and spilling blood and doing this, the dark magic, obviously that's for the wrong intentions and evil. But by separating this and 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 killing that knowledge of the original science and 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 wisdom of that that went along with the spirituality now you can create this scientism and make another branch of division to get people away from the natural you know what i mean so we're gonna yeah we're gonna start selling you this petroleum-based fertilizer that yeah it's gonna boom up your crops for a few years like crazy but it's gonna kill your soil over time and then you're gonna be really screwed because we're gonna change the way of farming where you have a few different animals and a few different plants that all work together to now you're just growing one thing in one spot. That's not, that's not cohesive with the ecosystem. So we've sprayed all these weeds, which aren't weeds. They're actually the herbs and medicines. We medicines, Yeah. Because they've made synthetic options that they patent and then sell for money, you know, make the money off the patent. So, uh, I don't know if you listen to Permaculture with uh, Billy with Billy Bonds. I have, he has a, yeah, I listened to some, yeah. His one yesterday talking about this grass that they brought in. I think he was it was Chinese silk grass or something. And they brought it in to like line the highways and like fill in just areas and how nothing eats it. And he was trying to find a way to like break it down and, and either get rid of it or try to use it for uh, compost or something, something beneficial. Mm-hmm. And you see that around, like, yeah, they, it's that's that's part of that frustration that makes you mad, like how they were they terraform in a negative way, like you guys building the dikes and making some more land and bringing in more areas to terraform that way, a positive way. But when you're doing it, bringing in these foreign plants that kill the natural plants, then you're spraying the stuff to kill the beneficial weeds, and then you know that's the that's what really gets you going, like, ugh. That's yeah, and, and it's really uh, it's really good that you that that you um, see these two like science and, uh, and 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 let's say belief in 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 an easy way yeah. believe in science because I was talking to uh, to Snake a while ago and I said what if science is there when you do not believe in a religion yeah. And religion is there if you do not believe in science. But when you do not have those two, you're out in the middle of life, baby. 
You have no indoctrination going on. You have nothing that says you uh, you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. There's nothing that gives you orders. There's nothing, you know, that that's free life. So I think it's very fascinating that you mentioned it because we're, I think, on the same level because it's both deceiving from that what what is. And we talked about it now of the whole podcast. Nature, for me, when I look outside, that's that's creation. That's always, that, you know, the, the the law of physics, the 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 circle of life. Everything is there. You can see the uh, the footprint or the 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 blueprint that God made in basically the the Garden of Eden. Yes. Um, and I saw on on a, on the notes that uh, you have also some uh, some uh, you think that it could be probably that the Garden of Eden was in California, right? No, Florida. Yeah, oh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, East Coast, the Southeast. So, uh, I've I've Doctor Narco Longo. Shout out to him. He has a really good channel. And there's been some other videos. There was a. Uh, there was a scientist, I think it was like in the 50s or 60s that was uh, going over this. And you look at the river systems and then how it mentions a fertile crescent. And then you look at the mountains and stuff that are mentioned in the Bible. It just kind of coordinates more with this than it does over there. Now, true, there was a giant flood. And that's not just biblical. Every ancient culture from the Egyptians, Sumerians, Babylonians, Native Americans, South America... Every ancient culture talks about a flood and different destructions of the earth. You know, Hindus, you know, Shiva, the destroyers destroyed it how many times they say. And so the it, the the face of it could have been changed and manipulated over there through those. But it, they deceive us and lie about everything. So why would they not try to trick people to fighting over an area that's not the actual place? Exactly. While keeping the actual place kind of pristine and hidden and keep it to themselves exactly you know the shout river- out to a rule from the firmamental who told yeah. me about this guy and he said man when i have a day off i look at all the videos of this guy because it makes so much sense and especially because there were some trees that are described in the garden of eden that there were there there were there's nowhere in the world these trees popping up, except there, except there, right? Twenty-seven of twenty-eight of them, I believe. Wow! And then the supposed tree that the ark was made out of, you know. And so there's multiple stories of the ark. You have Noah in one story. You have Gilgamesh in another, which it could be a same story, different translation, you know, different interpretations. Diff- you know, uh, it, it's really very, it's super interesting. And then when you see what's in the Gulf of Mexico there, in that fertile crescent that they speak of, what's under the water, there's more pyramids and stuff. It's just very oh, super yeah. interesting, you know? I mean, that could be, you know, there's multiple things of where Atlantis could be. That could be where Atlantis was. Mm. And, you know, and it could be like uh, the guy from Bright Insight, his is really good too, where he thinks the eye of the Sahara could be too, just because of the, the circles there, it lines up. That's very interesting too. Mm. And they find ships in the middle of the Sahara. Exactly. And of course, it is like um, 
history is very hard to comprehend when you know that somebody's been written that down. So if you have a box match and we, we are two opponents, we do 12 rounds, 11 and a half round, you are better than me. But I have one lucky strike. I go as the winner of that boxing match, no matter what. Yep. And that's that's something that's uh, it's really fascinating too. How could they, you know, if you have a secret for yourself, that's for that's one. Where you have it with two people, it's going to be a... But this organization or these people that, that know and they plan the script, they are aware of that. And uh, do you think that that we're now in a time that these, uh, let's say, these castles that they built for themselves are made of sand and that they tumbling down a little bit now? Yeah, I think you just, I feel a shift. I still like more people are waking up and it just, you know, opening their eyes, however you want to term it. Uh, and I think, you know, when they played their hands so hard on the scamdemic, you know, that pushed a lot of people, you know, they tried to censor the internet and do a lot prior to that. But when you trapped people in their homes and took away people's jobs and they had nothing better to do, you know, they always want to say, oh, it's some loser 20-year-old, 30-year-old that lives in his grandma's basement that's these conspiracy theorists looking up. Well, no, there's a lot of 50-plus-year-old uh, retired military people now, like George, that, you know, and, you know, George works a lot. He does a lot, but there's a lot of guys his age and older that have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So all they're doing is looking into this stuff. Exactly. And there are people that other, you know, I don't have any accreditation. I'm just some dude. You know, my, my, what I'll be remembered for in life is being a awesome husband and a, an amazing father. And that's fine. That's fine with me. I don't need to be anything more. I don't need to be remembered other than by my children. And, but you have people now that are accredited and, and, you know, are people that other people would, would say that their word holds weight, that they, you know, are somebody of stature. Mm-hmm. that are coming out saying this. I mean, you look at all these doctors talking about the scamdemic. You look at all the architects talking about 9-11. You're looking at all these former scientists and physicists talking about how heliocentrism doesn't work. That You know, there's, exactly. there's, a, there's a shift happening, and that's what makes them scared. That's why they're really going to, I think, ramp it up this year, whether it's disease X or... World War Three, you know, they know that they've tried a few things over the last few years that would have gotten the American people to want to go to war, and it isn't working at all. So they're they're really racking their brains on what we got to do to push this forward. And so it's and it's a, it's an awesome time to be alive. I know we're all here for a reason. We're all high level players that can handle this and to make to make this difference and. It's just exciting to see what's what's going to happen. You know, it's just, it you know, there is that anxiety when you have a family of trying to make it through. But, uh, you know, I don't walk in fear. I, I walk with the armor of God and in faith. And, and I know that my children will see 
what I've done and trying to do, and they'll remember the teachings I've been giving them, and they'll be just fine. They're gonna, mm. you know, yeah. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about what would happen to me for standing up, resisting, and speaking out. I'm worried what will happen to them if we don't. Wow, great point, great point. Because you, the the things that we do now is not for ourselves; it's for us as a species, as a uh, as the, the the humans that are. Uh, with love and peace and know that there are other ways to uh, to deal with some stuff, you know, if it's going to be like free energy or uh, medicine, just like, okay, what did they do? They, they went to uh, uh, the Indians in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the Amazon and said, what does this plan do? Oh, we can make a, you know, um, Vika told me about that, like the, the one that uh, I had last week, from flatten the curve, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get to listen to that one yet, but I will for sure. Oh, that's, I don't say it by myself, but it's a great episode because Vika is also uh, uh, digging into a lot of that stuff, and it's very uh, good to see that even in this movement and this um, uh, in this community, let's say, that there are a lot of people more awake than oh, oh, nine eleven is fake. No, that they're more into alternative uh <clears throat> medicine they, they are more into you know what if i'm a little bit stressed today i'm going to walk down uh barefoot just like half an hour in my garden and then everything will be all right you know they meditate they think about the health they are loved and carrying people and that's what we need we need to build uh something that everyone can rely on because we know now 100% sure that everything that they created is to, you know, you have to be independent from them. You are dependent on them. And uh, they don't want it if you are like independent and uh, grow your own stuff and stuff like that. That's what. That's why they make it probably uh, very hard to do that. But I think that more people want to step out. And eventually, if you go to a country where there's a so-called war, Ask the yeah. people. They don't want war. No, the 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 guys in charge. They want war because they have uh, money involved and uh, status and stuff like that. So they can rewrite history and tell, them, "Oh, we were the good and we were the wrong." It's a uh, it's a strange world, but it, it's somehow um, th- that's one of the things I still have from Q. I followed that once and don't anymore, but. Um, you know, it's a shit show. Take your popcorn, have something to drink, and just watch what happens. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's really strange. And uh, the funny yeah. thing, sorry, oh. go ahead. Okay. The, the funny thing is, as I told you before, that it was really raining here quite some time. I all also remembered that Q or whoever that was said, "From watch the water." He's like, "Oh, holy shit, it's coming up, man." <laughs> If you got a cellar here, you you need you need a pump to to dry it up. That's so. Watch the water. What do you mean? <laughs> and then the controllers will blame that on climate change when really they're the ones manipulating the weather to give you the extra rain. But you look at you know to go to the biblical cosmology, the flat Earth stuff. You know, oh, we're moving all these speeds you know we're spinning a thousand 
road orbiting the sun at 66,000. The sun, we're chasing it through space at a half a million. The whole universe is moving a million or whatever. Yet the stars haven't changed. Nothing has changed. Oops. <laughs> well, I, I, I really enjoyed a few of Graham Hancock's books, but you know he wants to prove everything's a meteor from space, and he's so into the space, and he's so into he has his app that he watches the stars and stuff on, and it's like, yeah, you think that you keep proving things older and older, you know, and his thing, oh, it keeps getting older. Well, that just proves that it's not a globe because everything's still lined up. You think that Gobekli Tepe is so old? Well, it's still lined up to what they. They uh, lined it up to at that time. The stars exactly. still aligned. So how could that be if all that action's happening in space and everything's moving? And then Hibbler brought up a good point the other day. Uh, when you zoom in on a star, how it can get bigger and you see it better. If it was really a million light years away, it wouldn't change. You couldn't, you know, it's not like when you zoom in on an airplane and you can see the airplane almost as if it's right in front of you. Exactly. Was that, you know, we know the airplane's only a mile away or so many hundred feet in the air away. Yeah. But the stars supposed to be billions and trillions of miles away. Like, it shouldn't expand like that. It should still be the same little dot. So that's another proof that it's not that far away. And then, you know, when you see them, like, shimmering, like, the waters above from the waters below. Hmm. Shout out to... Uh, to perm permaculture pimp cast again, Bill Lee was talking on his latest episode. They, they were really into grounding and stuff, and I've been grounding a lot. And he made a point of what happens in your house when the power goes out. Isn't there an instant like, uh, like the like an instant pressure release? I can tell like, you that. Like I a can... calming just comes over because it's all off and silent, and it's all gone. Like. I can tell you a little bit about that. I was living, uh, first of all, in, in houses, of course. Uh, then I came to this village where I live now. now and I went, uh, I, I, I had an apartment above a bar. So there's always some something beeping, buzzing, whatever, you know, uh, for, from the refrigerator and stuff like that. There's always something going on. Um, I moved. And I purchased myself a chalet, like uh, like 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 trailer, right? Yeah. So when I walk down here, there's only nature around it. Well, define nature, but there's nature around, and everything that I have to do is I can click everything out. So uh, when I when I go to sleep, the, the lights here it's just like one click, and everything is just totally gone. There's there's like no power power box you can exactly, kill it exactly exactly man that changed me so much and now comes the funny part uh i was yesterday i was delivering uh my last package and i was talking to the woman and she had a girlfriend and she she is in a big city and she has this uh high tense hearing stuff so she had um like earplugs on because of the sounds and she's in a city where Every single second, there is something in the air that causes noise. And uh, normally, she can't hang around with people, uh, which is really, of course, really bad. Yeah. But she went here to the place where I live, well, in, in the neighborhood, three days. 
and uh, they said to her, "Don't you have any problems with your with your hearings now?" She said, "Man, the moment I go outside, I only hear nature voices, like birds and stuff like that. Natural sounds instead of city bullshit." Exactly, and how many people? That's a disease too, you know, that they put us out with all these frequencies on on. Um, and of course, I I use them too because you know it's it's technical stuff that has its benefits, but we have to be very careful. Uh, especially we are a little bit awake about you know that that's this is not the end game. That the end game would be if everybody was living off the land, uh, have a little bit of cattle, and just be peaceful and honest with all, with each other. You know, rap a guitar at night and, and, and still the great stories to your kids and, and look at nature with what and, and, and breathe fresh air. That's what we want. Yep. Um, so that's that again brings us to the question who's writing this script because he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's some uh, fallen, some fallen Nephilim angel demon that just, you know, they want us worshiping their creations instead of being at one with God's creation and worshiping the creator. Mm -hmm. They want us, like you said, dependent on them, not being able to do anything on our own. And that's what happens with the heliocentric model. You're just a, a lost in space, speck of dust, space monkey, and nothing matters. There's no, exactly. you know, like I, I'm not a religious person, but like I do, I do believe in Christ and, I I think the mission that was given to Adam and Eve to procreate to take care of this creation because it's for us and like simplest rules of the Ten Commandments that's all you need I mean you don't it's man that's gone through and corrupted it and by influences dark influences that have made all this crap like you know no disrespect for different religious people's things but there's so so many of these things were not actually given by the creator, you know, they were just man-made things that some guy wanted credit for to like, oh, do an extra credit for God or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, like the creation of Lent is to signature the 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus went through the, you know, the desert tempted by the devil. So we're going to do a similar thing. And I get that to honor Jesus and that, but it's like, that's not something you have to do. That wasn't an instruction. That wasn't a part of the plan. That was something a man made up later to try and put his mark on it and to help control other people to get them to do what he wanted them to do. Exactly. It was a higher, you know, power. Yeah. And I have a well, a big problem is 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 is, is that doesn't describe the things how I feel, but when something has been written by several authors over more than 1500 years, I have a problem with that because right. you, you can be reliable on yourself. If you're a good author and you write a book, let's say if you were 25 people and what, uh, uh, what really fascinates or what wonders me, I feel more and, and probably you, you, you will guess, it, but I feel more. And now comes the word pagan. But the funny thing is, I, I'm robbed. I'm not pagan, but 
Christianity made up the word like heathen or pagan for people that don't believe in God. Okay, fine. But I'm just, you know, doing the things that I do. I don't kill. I don't uh, rape. I don't steal. So that's three basic things for, for me. Don't harm other people and don't harm yourself. Well, that's pretty good religion, isn't it? You know, I don't have anyone that tells me you should do this or you should do that. Um, so that's really fascinating. And, and it's it goes back like Mesopotamia, where these people... Uh, nowadays they call it pagan, but they don't know what they worship because they had something like, okay, there's not a God tells me what I have to do. I ask a God, like fertility or for uh, uh, for, for making stuff, when I need it and when the the the, the message is fulfilled or when when the the ask has been uh, the question has been asked. Uh, the, yeah, something like that. I hope you know what I mean. Then you build an art altar for that. That's a different kind of way, but that doesn't mean that you have to write that down because I think that's intrinsic with this everyone that you, you just want to walk down the streets without any, uh, you know, looking around and stuff like that, that talks are hung in, the, in, in your street or that people cause you trouble and stuff like that. Nobody wants that. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, so I believe they called the followers of Christ heathens at one point. And and the, the pagan one wasn't that they didn't believe in God, it was that they believed in many gods and false gods and created altars and idols, which you weren't supposed to do. I was I was that for a long time, and that resonated with me for a while until I connected the dots with the fallen how the a third of them fell down and it, it just made sense and like i said how every culture has that flood story and when you mm -hmm. see the gods of mesopotamia babylon egypt uh india China, south uh, india you know, yeah. hybrid kind of monster gods like well that's the nephilim like that they came down here and, and corrupted us and tricked us into these false worships and that makes sense why all their stuff is in ruins now. And their mm. and their their religions and spirituality are are crumbs compared to what they were at one time. Mm. And you look at all their beautiful structures that were made and stuff that were supposedly in times of savages and like even over here, horse and buggy people and, and these primitive people with no tools and no knowledge and the pyramids were built by slaves. Well, who gave these slaves this architectural class and knowledge to build something <laughs> that perfect that they can't build today? Like it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Like, but that's you know, a good one. Yeah, you see these structures in India and in Malaysia and stuff that are almost like just straight carved out of the rock, like with a laser engraving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go what and stuff like that. Just like wow. somehow those Buddhist and Hindu temples and stuff. There's like there's no way, but I mean that's the whole thing of of this heliocentric model, like how they teach it here. Oh, Columbus came over here to prove that the Earth wasn't flat and you wouldn't sail off the edge, and you don't want to be dumb like those ancient people that fought that because you're a newer, better, smarter person. 
even though you can't do half the things those ancient people could do. And you know? Life Erickson was the one who discovered America. Sorry. Uh, my family is related to them. We, we were Ericsons before Finnan. They, they, the Ericsson I clan got so big that they they broke off and made a new branch, Finnis. And uh, uh, yeah, when I traced my genealogy back, it went to Ericsson. And uh, we have a huge genealogy library here in Salt Lake. The Mormons do. It's a huge one and it's free and you can go in there. But at the same time, it's hard to trust that because the Mormons created that and they're obsessed with that genealogy because they want to prove that they're one of the lost tribes of Israel and that they're connected to this. They're very Zionist. And I'm not anti-Semitic. Like, to me, these people that are claiming Jew, like the word Jew wasn't invented until the 1500s. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, these people aren't the Israel people of the Bible. They aren't the Semitic people. They speak a Semitic language, and they claim all the victimhood of that. But they aren't those people. They're all from the... Kazarian area, which is all Russia, Germany, Poland, Ukraine area. And they've moved in and, and, and claimed this land that was given to them by the King of England. We know none of those British royalties were ever good people. <laughs> they're not, the ones today aren't even from, I mean, they were born in Britain, but their family line comes from Germany. They're not even true Britons. <laughs> so it's just all that false history. Like it's, it's crazy. I, you know, I can, I can respect what everyone believes. You know, I've, I, I've just connected my own dots to, you know, I can see it just makes sense. I was so into the ancient aliens, like, oh, they came down and, but like, like so now, no, it wasn't an alien. It was a fallen angel that was jealous when we were created hmm. and wanted to come down and experience and try to live the life we have, but they were, weren't able to live the exact same life. And then they got wiped out. And now there are these disembodied spirits trying to use the AI to steal our bodies or to, you know, corrupt us enough yeah. to become their slaves. Have you heard over our, our identities? Yeah. Have you heard Elon just put his first chip in somebody? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Like, how stupid can you be? I mean, uh, and it's really, uh, uh, that, that's the other thing, right? So, so, um, when you were good at your job, like a while ago, uh, you knew that there were brighter and better people coming up and you have to be, you know, job security and stuff like that. Yeah. So what did we taught our children? Uh, go something like technical, that's the new kind of market and stuff like that. But guess what? With, with, with one supercomputer, they just like people could line up like hundreds of, of smart people and they're just like, okay, well, fine for you, but you're all fired. Because we can do the job in like uh, five milliseconds, so you know. So, and that's also a, a thing that's based on religion. First of all, we thought we believed that uh, this technology and stuff like that would benefit us as a human being. No, you don't have to go to work that much because technology technology is going to take over. Things are going to build uh, easier and faster with that. But look now, you know, you're fired because uh, robots. I think there's one or two warehouses here that are completely automated. Yeah, but there's there's no one inside. That's great. Yes, you know, 
And what happens when there's a war and the power goes out? You know, like none of that stuff's going to work. You, you know? No, but I think that they don't care when that happens because we are so stupid. Yeah. We follow constantly the, the, the wrong leaders, the wrong images, the wrong... We, we fell for these belief systems all the time. And it doesn't matter if you're red, black, white, whatever. Uh, they, they put up the game and they do it every single time. And that's one of the things that really uh, also uh, uh, intrigues me, that uh, like Christianity or when you talk about the Bible, the Bible is representative in so many sub-religions. Yeah. You don't see that like uh, when you go to a Hindu, that Hindu, that's it. You know, that there's no one that said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I took a look at the book, take a look at the book, I read it. And I will, um, I would do it on another way, so you can go to my movement. That it's no such thing. In China, the same thing. But w when it comes to the Bible, there are so many sub religions, and th then the question is, what's your plausible truth, and what's your, what's your plausible good feeling, your gut feeling tells you about that? Um, but to be honest with you. If I hear belief, not only in a religious way, not only in a political way, belief is, whoa, that's something for everyone personal. And some people can be very easy uh, manipulated in a, in a wrong direction when it comes to belief. I mean, wars been fought on, we believe that this is that. You know, we believe uh, Iran has some uh, mass destruction uh, Weapons, yeah. Nope. That's 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 something that that's really. Uh... Here, I have one for you on that. So, what's the word in the middle of belief? Believe, lie, lie. You will, if you believe something, you don't know it. You will believe the lie. Now, what's the word in the middle? Of, what's the word in the middle of no? And oh no, when you know something, you can say no to the lie. Wow, Eric. <laughs> oh, I like that. But, like that? <laughs> but that's 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 also one thing I, I checked it out. It was last week when I uh uh was on the phone with the with Snake. The English language isn't that old. It's like a few hundred years old. And it came from the Germans and the Dutch and the, the Anglo Saxon I think I pronounced it good. Uh, languages, so uh, also like your forefathers, you know, you like Swedish and stuff like that. The the funny thing is, it's spelled. I yes. told that. <laughs> good morning. Morning is not good. Morning is when you go to a funeral, right? Yeah. Good morning, mummy. What's a mummy? Yeah. It's a wrapped up, you know, buddy. So good so morning. Yes. So yeah. I have a I have a take on this. So I, I saw something. I don't know if it was Dr. Narco Longo, but one of the people studying the ancient stuff, I watched this one video, and it actually talks about, you know, this is this false history again. And with the English, the 1984 George Orwell doublespeak, church, me and you are having church right now. When two of us are gathered, 
God is here. The creator is here. We're having church. Church now means a building. Church over here, you say, oh, I'm at the church. We're going to the church. That's a building, not people getting together and discussing ideas, sharing ideas, and agreeing to disagree, coming to a conclusion, building a bond. That's what it originally was supposed to be, was everyone sharing ideas and, and progressing. Now it's you go there and listen to some dictator give you his interpretation or misinterpretation. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. When you translate something... Yes, I could learn Russian and then translate it. But everything I'm reading in Russian, I'm converting to English in my head. Someone that grew up as Russian, their first language, learns English. They're translating it to English, but everything in their head, they're converting it to Russian. So you're going to have a mistranslation and a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happened to the Bible. And the Bible was, I believe... It was infiltrated that way on purpose. That's why they wanted to make all these branches of division. So you had all these misinterpretations and mistranslations because you didn't have multiple people that spoke Hebrew first mm -hmm. and learned whatever language they're translating it to and multiple people that spoke the language it was being translated into, that new Hebrew. That way they could all get together. So if you had like five people that grew up with Hebrew that now spoke Greek, and then five people that grew up with Greek that now speak Hebrew, now those 10 people can all coordinate together and make a proper translation. Mm. Like Alex, you know, said on Firmamental, one word you can say in Russia can mean a whole joke. Whereas exactly. take multiple English words to express that joke because you don't know that meaning of that word. So that's the thing, I, like I said, I've always had that... Uh, when it comes to religious books in the Bible and like these councils of Nicaea where they invented the name Jesus Christ because his real name was Yeshua, mm -hmm. where they they edited it down. Because like I said, that's where they took out, I think, the explanation books and the science books maybe that would you know make it come together as one solid spirituality of words equals out. Like the book of Enoch that was before the Bible that explains a lot of the stuff in the early Bible parts, you know, mm -hmm. and the and the book of giants and how all that pertains to what's going on today. It's very interesting. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it brought me so flat earth brought me 100% closer to, to, to the Bible. I would not say to God because I always believed in God without the Bible. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So for me, it made me, know that there's a god instead of believing yeah him. yeah something like that something okay that, i always digged into the right direction right yeah I, I i now i know for sure that there is a creator like it's not and now i can say no to the lies of different religious beliefs exactly and but there are also some stories and i was talking to uh arian about it uh on, on my podcast um uh, that really makes no sense for me and I would just just like the, the you know Genesis Garden of Eden. Okay, Garden of Eden. So there, there's a snake hanging in a tree, telling someone. So th this could be metaphorical and and stuff like that, or you know on another uh, or crypt crypt cryptic how it's called cryptic. Um, wasn't the literal snake? He was just dubbed the serpent. He yeah. was just. 
he was just named the serpent. It wasn't a literal snake. Aha. That's where that's where the infiltration and the misinterpretation has come in. Exactly, because in the other podcast, I was talking to uh, Dario, and he has a friend who's working at the Vatican. He yeah. speaks Hebrews, and he said, when you see like one book of the Bible, it's like 5,000 words in Hebrew, but there have to be 80,000 or more in another language. So he said, you can't. You can't translate it in a properly way because you have to, yeah, just like you said, what Alex said, you have too many words that not make sense for that, that one word that makes sense. And I give you props because you do this in a second language. Thank you. <laughs> so I learned that as a child when I was 12 years old was the first time I went over to Finland and Sweden and, and Denmark and visited our family and stuff. And that's when I realized how uneducated Americans are. I could barely speak English. Now, <laughs> my nine-year-old cousin, who was from like Norway and lived in Canada part-time and stuff, he could speak five languages at nine years old. Wow. And I'm 12 and can barely speak one. <laughs> I was like, wow, we are stupid. We think the we are the king's cream of the crop and we are dumb. But, but that that means that the system does its job, right? So they want normal party citizen who 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 don't ask questions, uh, just do the things that you say. You, uh, I say jump, you say how I. That's it. The the I think that one of the well, it's it's a little bit bloody history because a lot of history is of course bloody. Um, we had in the 15 and 1600s, we had the VOC, like the, uh, the ships that were going to India and stuff like that in Africa. So Dutch people is a Dutch are a very small country based on uh, cattle and, and uh, uh, agriculture and stuff like that, but also trading, right? So they went across the, the world. Uh, and when we see some uh, films like we did in the old days, everything is like, translated in Dutch. So we listen to the original language of uh, an actor yeah. and it's been, and you see the subtitles. Uh, normally when I look something like like a, a TV show or something, I don't do, do that anymore, but like movie, I put all, uh, all, also the uh, English subtitles uh, on. Um, but because we do that from very young age, we know very familiar with Germany. Yes, a lot of people, especially when you when you cross border here, right? That makes sense. Um, and there were not that much programs. There were only three programs, and Germany had like four or five, so you had more choice, and you had to dig into Germany. But yeah, uh, Snake asked me, uh, "In what language do I think?" And that's a really tough one because sometimes I think in uh, in, in my accent, in, in my uh, dialect, let's say. And most of the time in English, which is really funny because I'm a Dutch guy. But so when I'm mad, it's going to be German. But speaking in Netherlands is Dutch? Dutch, yeah. Okay. Is it similar to German? And is that what they speak in Holland as well or? Oh, there, there are people that uh, speak German, but there are not that much. 
It's uh, we are more related with the language to uh, Sweden and Denmark. Okay, because Finland is also completely different than Denmark or Sweden. Yeah, me and Alex were talking about that. Finland, Finland is actually more like Hungarian. Mm-hmm. True, it's coming from more from uh, Mongolia, Russia, uh, <laughs> Bulgaria, Ukraine, and then you got this uh, this piece of like uh, uh, Denmark, Sweden. Uh, part of Germany and a part of the Netherlands because it was a little bit divided. We have a province that's called Friesland. They have their own Frisch uh, language, but they speak that also in Germany on some parts, on, on a higher, uh, in the north of Germany. And the funny thing is the dialect that I speak with in, 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 uh, in, in my native tongue, let's say that, um, I can speak that like uh, 80 kilometers away in, in uh, uh, Aachen, Aachen is Germany. But when I speak my dialect, they can totally understand what I mean. That's cool. That, it's really good. But you have to say, uh, you know, asterisks and obelix, the, the, these uh, strip figures, of course, who doesn't, right? So yeah. we are part of the the uh, the old Ger- Germans, not the Germans in the language, but the 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 Germanic uh, people think it pronounce that right. So, yeah, we we were just people from the land, and I think pagan. One of the translations is they they are just like farmers. Yeah, and they don't believe in anything. You know, they go, did they go uh, up when the sun rises, and they go to bed when the sun goes down. You know, and they 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 take care of the cattle and the land, and they that's what they do. Probably a form of peasant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was probably, you know, just... That's so why that... I, got, I got sidetracked earlier when I was talking about the language. So the video I was talking about was talking about the Phoenicians, one of the oldest languages, the phonetic language, and how it actually is related to English. You know, it's part of that false history where they say, oh, English is a new language. But really, when you look at it, how it is, how so many of the words have Latin bases, Germanic bases... There, it's from all over. Like I used to, I used to think, oh, it was some stupid king in England that didn't want to learn because they were probably educated back then, and most of the kings could speak German, you know, Latin languages, French, Spanish, Italian, whatever, could speak, you know, Greek and different things. And then there was this one king that was just stupid and lazy, so he made up English to just kind of mix them all together. Then made that's why the king's English, but then. <laughs> video I saw was very interesting. I'll have to try and find it, send it to you. But it was talking about the Phoenicians, you know, and they were the ones that traveled all over the world and invented the first compasses and used the star maps and stuff. And exactly. Fascinating. Very intriguing about how they and I think that the infiltrators and the, the people, they did the double speak on the language and they changed it. Because I think you know, you, you know, uh, Australians that speak an older version of English, they don't say good morning. They say good day. Good day. Yeah. Hi, good day, mate. Hi, die. Hey, mate. They don't say good morning. They say good day. And that's the same as buenos dias. Good day. Like, exactly. So, and it's think, all related. Yep. And it's th- pretty fascinating what you say because I just, just something pops up in my mind. It's like uh, there are a lot of words or a lot of things that when I cut myself, I say, ow, right? Right. So 
well, maybe it's ouch for some people. But I think a lot of words are uh, exactly the same spoken over the whole world. Right? Got a common sound. Common sound, exactly. And then when you, when you said, like, believe, there's a lie in it. And yes. no, there's, you know, no. Need to say no. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's what casting spells means. Like you have weak days. No, I don't. I have strong days, baby, and I have strong abs. Yep. Exactly. And and, and it's it's um so easy to fall for all that stuff, and it's so automatic, blended in our society. And guess what? Our language is changing as we speak. Because what we see here now, uh, for example, if you go to Amsterdam or Rotterdam, there's no Dutch people or people that speak Dutch. It's not English. Wow. Yeah, that 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 really uh, shocked. Here's what I looked up the other day when, like, etymology of words, the origin. You know, everyone right now they want. They want everyone to be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. They want everyone occupied with having fun. Well, the original etymology of nice means to not know. It means to be ignorant, to be stupid. That's what the original word nice means. Wow. Not know, to be ignorant, to be stupid. Now, the original etymology for fun, to make a fool or to be a fool. To cheat or to hoax. So they want everyone to be stupid fools in life instead of maybe hurting someone's feelings because you're actually, you know, trying to spread the truth or teach somebody something, you know. And that was another thing I noticed in my college educated friends. I dropped out. I I, I was the only freshman in psychology 1500. I passed uh -huh. that class and I did some other ones and then I dropped out. So I, I do have two uh, psychology credits to my name, but uh, in college, it changed from everyone saying, I think, because you could be rude to people like, I don't care what you think, to <laughs> now they all say, I feel, because if you tell somebody, I don't care what you feel, that's very rude. So now when you hear a college person speak on a subject like, well, I feel that it's this blah, 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 blah. Instead of the old days where I think, which meant you put some thought into it, now you're just going on a feeling that's not actually putting the thought, the the uh, critical thinking skills to it. Huh. That's just something I noticed on my own uh, that changed probably over the last, I don't know, 15, 20-ish years. That all went from people saying, I think because I'm thinking about it. I'm using my brain to put the thoughts you know, to the the mental gymnastics on it. To now, I feel because if you, like I said, if you say that you don't care how someone feels, then that's a that's very disrespectful as to saying I don't care what you think. Exactly and brings us to the point that uh, Rockefeller made a system, and it's word thinkers, <laughs> and it's just like they they call me conspiracy, uh, uh, and I'll struggle with the words, but but uh, uh, theorist, right? Why is terrorist and terrorist and therapist so close together? But okay, that's another story. Um, they, um, oh, 
just lost my train of thought. Uh, of the Rockefeller system and oh yeah, the Rockefeller system. So they they want uh, people that don't think for themselves. They want only law-abiding workers. Yep. But I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist. I'm a critical thinker, first of all. And to tell me that I'm a conspiracy theorist is a conspiracy itself. Yes. And that's the thing. We are the ones making up theories. We have ideas, and then we are searching truth to debunk their theories that they say are fact. Exactly. <laughs> Which are probably lies. Gravity, it's the theory of heliocentrism. It's the theory of germs. You know, it's not those are those aren't, you know, proven. Like and I noticed a funny thing the other day too. Uh I don't know if you've looked into germ theory and terrain theory. I think it's somewhere in the middle because we are an ecosystem of bacteria. Mm-hmm. There's that there was that ancient study where they took the prisoners and they all had them like cough on each other, spit in their mouths and do all these things. And none of them passed the diseases. Huh. It was when he injected them straight into their brain that it got them really sick and, and stuff like that. And so I noticed the people that kind of believe in the terrain theory that it's, you know, a natural shedding of your of your toxins and bodies over the year, like a, like a tree in the fall, mm-hmm. they actually do more to respect the transfer of germs. Whereas the people that believe in germ theory that, Oh, this person got sick and now I'm next to them and they got me sick. They're the ones that cough into their hand and then touch a doorknob. And it's like, well, if you believe that you can get someone sick, you should be taking the extra measures to not cough in your hand and then touch the doorknob because in your theory, that's how you transfer the sickness. Exactly. And isn't the mind so powerful that if you wa- wake up tomorrow and uh, you say to yourself, oh, I don't look that good today, that's, that's first of uh, the, the uh, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So you wake up, you're going to get your coffee, your wife gets in, oh, what's happening to you? you? You don't look that fit today. At the end of the day, you're sick at home. So th- that's one of the things. The other thing is, if you look at um, the contagiousness, right? I think people got more sick, but that's hypothetical theory. Yeah. People got more sick about washing them hands like three, four, five, six times a day than the germs that are, these are millions and billions of germs and stuff like that, that we have, bacteria that we need. We are, just like we said in the beginning of the podcast, we are fungi. Yes, we're an ecosystem of bacteria and, and enzymes and, you know. Exactly, exactly. And what and all, and all what really blew up over that scandemic, the hand sanitizer. And That's what I mean, yeah. The, and the Lysol and stuff. What do those have on the label? 99.9%. Turn that upside down. 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, it's, but it's... Ah... Uh, it's and weird. It's 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 really strange, weird, and it's. Uh, I can't look at movies anymore. I can't look at TV series. Sometimes I got lost a little bit in, uh, well, so, some mill stuff on the internet. <laughs> uh, 
YouTube, I like to play some music and stuff like that. And you know what? My life hasn't been better since then. Because I was always, you know, looking for the new movies and stuff like that. But if I look like a movie now, like I really like John Wick. I just saw last, uh, the last part. And it was so overdone. You yes. know, they, they squeeze it out, squeeze it out until it's just like, okay, it was a really good format. And he checked his guns. If you see the training he did. for Oh, the, yeah, he's a badass. That's a badass. And and he, he is good in YouTube. He, he, he's going to fuck you up, you know what I mean? If you uh, run into uh, some trouble with him. But in real life, one person doing all that damage and having all that damage done to them, no way. <laughs> no. When you throw him off the building and he just stands up, just like, oh, come on. Okay. Even in the newest one, at the end, when he's going up that, those stairs, like, no, all those, like, how many times he falls down the stairs? No. <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, um, I mean, and, and that's, that's uh, also what they do, right? They, okay, so, so you like it? We're going to mock it. We're going to make it so exponential stupid yes. that you have to realize, oh, man. It, did you saw the movie Nobody? I No, I don't think so. Oh, you got to check that one. I really like that one. It, it's uh, it's this guy like uh, from Better Call Saul, that, that guy. Okay, yeah. And uh, th there are some scenes in it. Uh, I think basically the story is he, he's a, a normal house father. Uh, there's a burglary in his house, and he doesn't do anything. And uh, it it messes with his head. And uh, like as regret, he got regret because he knows when he's doing stuff, then it turns out bad. <laughs> but it's really filmed. In uh, you know, he's he's been beat up, but you yeah. can see that he's been beat up, and the whole movie you can see that he's probably gonna get his money because he really was beaten up. You know what I mean? So it wasn't did this Hollywood action, exploding cars, and and you know like stuff like that. Um, I usually lose uh, uh, used to look at the the A team where everybody was uh. Spring with the AK-74 and, and with their Jeeps that are flying it through the air and nobody got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> the old ones, that, the new movies, they have done a better job of showing the, the people take the damage and limping and needing medical care and, 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 you know, showing that they slow down a little bit. There's been some movies that do that. Uh, back to the John Wick 4, you know, I I used to... I still have this problem. I've always analyzed movies like, oh, that bullshit. He's out. I count the rounds. He's out of ammo. That gun doesn't hold that many bullets. Uh, you know, just things like that. My wife hates watching stuff with me because I, I constantly <laughs> debunk, debunk. I constantly analyze it and pick it apart. <laughs> like I've been trying to do work on that better, just enjoy it for what it is. And uh, but there's, you know, I've, I've been good at seeing the messages. So the message at the end of that with that staircase is how many times has he kick, kicked down them stairs? but to get back up again and keep going. You know, that's that's the message of that scene. Even though it's complete bullshit, you could, but that's the point. Pick yourself up, keep going up the stairs, and and work to, and make your goal. You know what I mean? Don't let, don't let them stop you down. 
You know, I, I tried to watch a new movie the other day, that new space movie, uh, New Moon or Blood Moon. I can't remember what it was called, but it was terrible. It was a ripoff of Dune, Star Wars, uh, huh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they just took all these movies and did a ripoff. And, and, and then when you see, and it's just hard now to enjoy some of the space movies. Like we were watching this stupid show. It was a, what the hell was it called? Uh, it was about this alien that came to Earth and accidentally killed this guy, and then he he he's like a they're like octopus where he can take the shape, so he steals the guy's identity. And I was able to actually just watch it, like even though it was so stupid, but it was funny because uh-huh. he learns how to speak from watching like uh, CSI or like you know one of the shows. So. He's always saying lines and stu- and it doesn't make any sense. And he's he's always talking smack to this little kid. So I was able to watch that show and and put everything out and just enjoy the comedy of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard. It's it you know movies and stuff. A lot of my old you know like I was thinking about your your ten questions. I was like, what movie? I'm like, I don't know what my favorite movie is. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them I don't like. And I've never been a guy that just watches a movie over and over again. Like my wife and. When I met, you know, when I met her and stuff and her son, my stepson, they would watch movies over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. How can you do that? Like, I don't know. Like, I know it's coming. Like, I I have been able to do that with some. And I, yes, I see different things different times you watch it. You mm-hmm. have missed. But it's like, I'd, I'd rather watch something new. I want the surprise. I want the not knowing that suspense. Exactly. My, my girlfriend, she looks like Supernatural, 15 seasons. All over again. Yeah, my wife said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, hey, everybody, I mean, if they, and and when I was married, uh, my my girlfriend, she was really intelligent, but she looked at this garbage. Well, from my perspective. perspective. But but she said also, like, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to see a stupid cooking program or char or stuff like that you know doesn't make any sense coming back to uh john wick he doesn't say much in these movies right Right. and you know what really really fed me up about that uh, john wick 4 are you pissed and his line was yeah I mean, Keanu, we have to, we have, you know, he is, you know, he, he does train martial arts. He can shoot, you know, like crazy in real life. And he's made some amazing movies, but he's not the best actor. And he's had some very terrible lines in a lot of movies. Let's be honest. Like he's had a lot of great movies, but he's had a lot of terrible lines. And, and, you know, when he speaks, it is kind of always the same. He doesn't have a different voice. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, I really love or I really like him. He has also. Oh no, he's yeah, he's a lot of great. Michael Brand. He's also one one of the stars, if you call them that way, the celebrities that you can when you see him in a subway and you say, "Wow, Keanu, uh, hey, hi, I'm Keanu." You know, just like the the normal kind of guy. Uh, I really like that um, because a lot of people. Sorry, you ever see Johnny Mnemonic? Nor he had the chip in his brain, 
and was a courier for information. Uh-huh. Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. And then like the 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 brain of it all is a dolphin. It was that one was a trip. That came out nineties or whatever. It was a wow. Now you Neuralink and all this stuff. It's like whoa, like oh yeah. How, they put it up. They put it, it up. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah. I know I don't really like to watch because I, I wasn't into Star Wars or stuff like that. Because uh, even gaming, I did uh, Wolfenstein. That was one of my first games. Return to Castle Wolfenstein. And uh, of course, when you have the the, the other uh, games, that there was a little bit of the uh, with the Nazis on the uh, and the the the, the thrill and and stuff like that and and the occult and stuff like that. Uh, but what I really like to watch, if it's gonna be a space movie, Iron Sky, I love that because it's so ridiculous. It's uh, it's fun. You know, you, you you see dinosaurs walking around. You see Steve Jobs is coming out. It's so ridiculous. That's what I like. But like a friend of mine, he, he just really digs into the science, uh, uh, um, did this uh, uh, sci-fi. Oh, no, no, sci-fi. Yeah, science fiction. Science fiction stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you saw that uh, he's going to Mars. And even when they came up with uh, games like Halo and stuff like that, you're... Nope, not me. I just want to have a, a gun or a knife. I did uh, Soldier Fortune. I was on the American planet at that time. Night. Taint Angel. That was a really fun time. And nowadays, if you really do not have anything to do with your life, you can take a gaming chair, you can get your computer... You go on Twitch and you make like thousands of bucks by playing the game and someone else is watching you playing the game. Well, you can, but it's like it's like all the kind of the scams. Yeah, you gotta, you know, they say, oh, you know, like OnlyFans. You just go on there and make all this money. Well, only a few people that are popped up are actually making that money. And yeah, like you exactly. said, the girls, the girls on Twitch showing some cleavage while they're playing or playing in a bikini. They're getting followers. My my stepson, he's a big gamer. He plays on Twitch. He has a channel. He's had different sponsorships from like energy drinks and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and you know, he's a young, like I said, he's 27. We don't see eye to eye on a lot. I'm his crazy conspiracy stepdad that, you know. But when he came to me the other day, because he learned about, you know, I've known about Neuralink for years. He He learned about it probably... A year and a half ago or so and he came to me and said have you heard about this and i'm like oh yeah that's crazy and then he said that's kind of evil that that takes away your humanity and just him saying that to me because i thought for sure he's gonna be a kid that when they offer a matrix pod he's gonna jump in it take whatever you know and when he said that to me i'm like uh, uh, just uh, that light of hope that relief like okay He's not, you know what I mean? He's not lost. Like, he still gets it. Like, even though we may disagree and he claims to be an atheist and, and you know, doesn't think, he thinks most of the conspiracies are bull crap, he sees this as, as not right, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was, it was just a, such a relief. It was such a, made my whole day that day. I was just, oh, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's a fucking good kid, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's, 
he's not my son, but he is, you know, I've only, I met him when he was 15, but you know, I've been there for 12 years now of his life. And, and it's just, I still love him like he's my own and care for him. And, and, and I don't want there to be that disconnect of disagreement. You know, I want, you know, I don't want it to be at the end of my life later where he's like, fuck, you know, cause I've had so many relatives like that, that I disagree with or never connected with. Mm. I, I was raised in a, a stupid mindset by my father about blood relatives and married in relatives and, and different that disconnect of, and that side of the family was never close, never telling each other, I love you, never big hugging, never, you know what I mean? Supportive. Mm-hmm. Really. And so there's people on that side I never got close to. And now that they're gone, it's like, wow, all that information and knowledge I missed out on and maybe conversations and connection and different things, opportunities that the thing to be loved. Yeah. It's lost. It's just, it's a, that's a big regret. So that's something I've been really trying to change in my life is Mm. not having that disconnect and that separation. Like, Hey, you know, let's put some of this disagreements to the side and, and just worry about this part. And, you know, cause we both have something to offer here. Exactly. And the funny that you mentioned it, because I don't have any kids. I, I never had this this wish. And to be honest with you, uh, I have my hats full with myself. <laughs> but I never had that. And um, I have a girlfriend now that has a daughter, and she's now 10. And I've been in her life since she is three or four or something like that. And now I know what it is. No, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I have a glimpse of what that, what that is, you know, and, uh, we can go along very good. That's, that's really cool. And she's a very smart kid, which I also love that she's, you know, and, um, yeah, to, to see somebody growing up and it, it makes, uh, it makes my heart jump sometimes, you know, when she says stuff or when she comes to me, I'm a hugger. I'm a big hugger. You know, I just want to hug people and stuff like that. And, um, me and my girlfriend, we always hug when we see each other and we, we laugh every single day. And I really laugh or, you know, laugh or sucks up almost, uh, because there's always something that's bringing to the topic. And we, we, we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And why communication yesterday I had a, very, very interesting podcast with Kay Monday, which is a communication uh, coach. But communication is the most precious thing you can have in a relationship. If you don't say what you like or don't, things are going to be bad for one of you or both. Yes. And it's it's like, um, I was telling that the other day, um, uh, there was there are addictions that I had in the past and, and still struggling with because it's a, it's a daily struggle, but I can handle myself. I can be in control. Uh, but one thing that, that was always in, in my system was porn just to be okay. I'm an honest guy. Just there. You got it. Right. But the thing is, if I don't tell that to people that are going to be in my in uh, in my aura, in my field, in in my uh, 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 social life, then things could get really worse when you get caught sometimes and stuff like that. Yes, and 
and and it's not something like that I'm proud of, but I know that it's something that triggers me. And it, it's like ADHD. I I always need something, you know, like like a, a new uh, kind of uh, uh, like like a uh, like a kick, right? And now nowadays I can handle it. When I do podcasting, I'm not looking at that stuff, and it's, you know, I got edit, editing to do, so that's that's really good. But the thing is, um, uh, okay, uh, okay, listeners, I got a very funny story. I was living with my wife in a house, and um, I was going uh, that weekend with a friend of mine to uh, to some festival stuff like that, and I had this Bluetooth speaker, right? So I, I said, okay, I'm going to charge the speaker so we can have some music in the, in the back. And uh, <laughs> uh, I had my uh, office uh, next to the bedroom. So my wife, she went to sleep. I said, I'll go downstairs and, you know, a little bit of gaming, stuff like that. And I went downstairs and I was looking at some, uh, well, X-rated stuff. And all of a sudden she pops in. And I said, oh, uh, hi. She said, uh, hi. And she didn't say, what are you doing? Because I would I would say, yeah, you know, what does it look like? But uh, there was a very nice ending, let me say that. But uh, I said to her, we've been married now for several years. And we know each other like 10, 15 years. You never come downstairs. Well, why did you come downstairs today? She said, I was lying in bed. And I heard you weird noises coming out of your office so she jumps out of bed goes to the office and listens to the speaker which was still connected with my telephone that was downstairs right hey <laughs> no i can totally relate so in december the 11th was my or yeah the 11th was my two-year anniversary of being sober from from drugs and alcohol. March, this year, March is going to be, I believe now, four years of porno. Porno has been a very much harder addiction to break than drugs and alcohol. I grew up in a porno household. So my father always had Playboys everywhere. And my uncle, when he lived with us, had the hardcore magazines. My father worked with, there was a magazine here called Easy Rider and Biker. Oh, yeah. A motorcycle version of Playboy. So my dad would help find the bikes and the babes to get into a lot of those magazines. Uh, I had a computer when I was 14, 15 instant internet access so i was hooked on porno my whole life mm. i can tell you when that those studies that come out how it affects your brain like cocaine and stuff it does and it and it messes up your interactions with the opposite sex or even if you're gay like i know that whatever your sexual preference is mm. when if you are a porn addict and then you go to go in real life, it's not your expectations, your what you think you should be doing. Uh, a lot of people become selfish. I was I was never a selfish lover. I always want I was always so concentrated on pleasing the woman. Mm -hmm. 
I would sometimes sacrifice my pleasure. And I just know that the, you know, for the, you know, whatever, however many years I was hooked on it from like 15 till 38 or whatever, uh, it just, it ruined a lot of my intimacy and relationships with women and stuff that could have been so much better. I mean, I don't regret it because now I found my wife and she's really the one that brought it to my attention of how evil it is. And I completely agree with like Alex's uh, viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. Part of the degradation of humanity and, 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 and turning something that should be sacred between two people into a sport or a game when in something that's kind of foul. Mm. And I, yeah, I just, it's like, that's definitely one of the hardest addictions. And then, and then when you see that you have a child and they've seen some of that stuff, you're like, Oh my God. Like when, when you have a child, it's so funny. You have this whole different level of love that's unlocked, uh-huh. caring and then worry and, and responsibility. Like, I never wanted children growing up. I was I was under the brainwashing and the indoctrination. I thought the world's so... All, I was a pessimist. I just saw all the darkness. Mm-hmm. And when my wife told she, me she was pregnant, I freaked out at first and stuff. And then, and then I had just this epiphany that it came over that this is what it's supposed to be. I'm on my path. There's, and then when my child was born and I held it for the first... I had a whole complete change to this optimist of now I'm going to, it. that's how I got my shit together. That's how I found this new path and this new positivity and this new, now, now my negativity is toward, has turned towards dismantling the negativity and the evil. Mm. It's been, thank you for sharing, Eric. That's yeah, very it's brave. Been, and, and it's, 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 it's something that, um, uh, a lot of people dealing with. I have one uh, about addiction, one episode, and it's it's not just like oh oh I don't do the porn. Oh no, you drink the coffee. No, I don't drink the coffee. Oh, you take the pills. There's so much about stumping us down as a human being about our, our capacity, what we have. And the funny thing is, when you are uh, when I'm for, for example on a motorcycle uh, uh, vacation. I don't think about that stuff because I'm, you know, just riding down the highway and having a beer. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe not a beer, then a tea because I can, I can skip that one now. But it's a work in progress. It's, it's also uh, what my coaching uh, is called: work in progress. It's nothing like here's the cheap trick and you got everything done. There are always challenges on your path, even. Uh, some that you don't even know that you have to challenge yourself about. And it could be that, could be destructive relationships, could be destructive against yourself, your, your own uh, self-esteem, stuff like that, or, or that you're too egoistic or too pessimistic or too, you know, uh, if, if you are the, the walking around sunshine, people would also be fed up sometimes, you know, just, oh, there comes sunshine again. <laughs> but, uh Wow. Great talk, Eric. I really love this conversation that we have. Yeah, it always comes to yin-yang, that balance. Whether you're too religious or too scientific, too ego, too depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, fo- you need to find a balance. Yeah, it's a great talk, bro. It's, I love it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we can go on for hours. But to, to be honest, I have 
calculated like two hours. Normally, I don't calculate, but you're good because the gas are popping up nowadays that uh, I have to do the, the time schedules. Um, I will have a talk with uh, Colin Wright awesome. uh, within an hour. So it, I got time for rendering because I, I didn't calculate that the first time. <laughs> so I had two computers and stuff like that. But I will not let you go before I'm going to ask you 12 questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here they are. 12 questions for my guest. Eric, what's your uh, perspective of God? Like I said before, I, I believe God is the creator. So it, it is, you know, the creation, everything, and it's that energy. It's the frequency. Like now they say God spoke it into existence. And Ed Marby, I don't know if you know him. He's been on a few podcasts. He talks about the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Ed, M-A-R-B-Y, I believe, and how it's inconsistent. And that pertains to so much of the scientific method and, and, and physics and stuff is that consistency. So the dating of things, saying it's this many years old, the carbon dating is now possibly incorrect because the speed of, they use that, the speed of light consistency for that. So I just know that there's a creator. God to me is, it's not a he or a she, it's pure energy. It's God is just where it came from. You can't have like the laws of thermodynamics. Nothing can't, or something can't come from nothing. So mm. God to me is the creator. I, I love, I love and try to do the best I can to help the creation while worshiping the creator. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And what's your uh, uh, perception of the devil? Uh, I like the fallen angel theory. I like the uh, that there was, uh, I don't know when it says, you know, let us create in our image. And then, like I said, I read all the Sitchin books about the Sumerians and stuff and how Enlil and Enki and all that. And, and it seems like that it's one of those angels or previous creations before us that got jealous of when we were created mm -hmm. and had a rebellion against the creator and took some of the other, you know, took a, a third or whatever it was and came down here and, and started creating the abominations and, and mating with the human women and stuff. And, then and, and abiding in all the sins and corrupting us and infiltrating all of everything to be this divide and conquer system that it is. Mm. And they say that they are legion. They are many. I don't know if it's one or a group or if they have a leader, but you know, I, I, I love your track, your end song, you know, the devil, your little devil song. It's it. I believe that there's a, a high, uh, a high up general of that. And, and the reason people do all this evil stuff is because they think one day they're going to be his right-hand man or his buddy when they're just all useful idiots. That's how evil always works. Mm. You're, you're only good to serve your purpose, and then when you're done, you're discarded. Wow. Oh, man, we can go for hours, and we, we will. We will both do part two because I have so many uh, things that I uh, want to touch based on, but... I like it when the uh, conversation is going like the natural flow, like you just have a conversation. We never met, we never talked to each other, and that's what I like somehow. It's like, you know, that, that you go to a festival and you you pop out with this guy at the bonfire, you know, 
oh, you want some tea? Oh, well, mushroom tea? Oh, yeah, well, you know, let's get it on. You know, you know what I mean? We love that. And uh, uh, w- what I also really love, and th- then I go to the 10 questions, is um, with every guest that I had on my podcast, I have this connection, and I think there's nothing like warp speed, blah, blah, blah. Don't don't give a shit what they call it. It's not there. But the relationship between you and me with the frequency that we like thousand miles uh, uh, apart and bam, it's there. That's yeah. creation, man. That's 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 all there is. Yeah, I heard you on the other shows and I was like, this guy's cool. So I reached out to you just to say, hey, just to support you and stuff. And then I couldn't believe when you asked me to come on. And it's like, I'm not on here for me. I'm on here for you to give you some content to help help you uh, keep growing, you know? Like, hopefully my episode's good, and if not, oh, well, I just, I'm here to help, bro. It's not about Thanks. me. I'm you. Thanks, I really appreciate it. And, uh, but yeah, the, the, the basic thing is that we want to help each other. And with each other, I mean everyone that listens to this podcast that will uh, have some insights or uh, thinks about something in a different way that maybe looks it uh, at a different way and, and makes up their own plausible truth of I will say and uh, respect and love each other. That's that's uh, no, no matter what you think or what you what where you come from. That's one of the things that uh, uh, I want to spread out with with a message of disorganized production because everything that's been organized has been so screwed up, ladies and gentlemen, fellow humans. That there, there has to be a narrative, and that's going to be disorganized production. We're going to talk about everything. Uh, there, there are no strings attached. There's no monop- what's it called mon- mon- uh, monetizing stuff. Uh, I just like to get into contact with people and talk to them about their specific topics, and you know, just for basically is spreading around in this uh, in this uh, episode. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Eric, for that. Okay, we have 10 uh, easier questions than maybe the, the, the first two, but uh, <laughs> what's your favorite color? I would say green or silver. What's your favorite music? Music, I love all kinds of music. I make hip-hop music, uh, but I was a victim of that CIA mind control of the NWA as a child. Yeah, but I, I just love the the drums and the bass and I love the lyricism. I love being able, you know, the the spellcraft, the you know, mm. being able to make the wittiest, coolest thing in like a couple of words that can explain a whole story. And I mean, I love country music. I love classical. I listen to classical music when I drive to work. I listen now to a little bit of Christian station the first few hours at work. Then I listen to podcasts for about four hours. And then or about five out four hours, I take a break for an hour, then an hour. And but I listen to everything. I, I like like EDM. I like rock and roll. Music's a hard one because now when you see some of the evilness about it, like when you see that Bob Dylan interview selling their souls and all of them, you know, like the guy, one of them from Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young asked if it was the same. Yeah, but I love all music. Music is awesome. Yeah, but it's the same like watching a movie and then waking up and just like, what the hell am I looking at? And that's the same thing like. Uh, yeah, I talked about it in a few podcasts. I love metal and stuff like that, like Iron Maiden, uh, Black Sabbath, and, and stuff like that. And nowadays, I just think, oh, red flag, a red flag, red flag, you know. But that, that's why I made my own music. And uh, yeah, 
<laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Eric, what's your favorite uh, movie or series? Like I said, movies are hard now. Like I used to, there were so many space movies I loved, and now I don't know. Like I, Gangs in New York was really cool, but it, it was fiction. I read the actual book. A lot of some of those characters weren't even alive at the same time. Uh, Johnny Depp, right? Uh, no, Leo Leonardo. Oh, Leonardo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, there's so many good movies. Uh, series. I've always liked. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I've always liked uh, uh, Harry Potter. Always liked a uh, lot. There's a lot of good series, you know. Like, I I kind of got into the first part of Walking Dead, and then I saw what it was. It's a programming to make you believe in the viruses and the airborne and all that. Yeah, it's like yeah, now now. Oh, it's like the first season. So many series. The first season's good, and then it falls off. So it's like yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, but that, that's with a lot of things that they put out. If it's going to be a movie or an album or or whatever, you know, they have this 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 magical touch, and all of a sudden, oh, we can make money, so let's let's you know, and then then they screw it up, right, right there, right there. Um, what's your favorite book? Uh, there's so many of those too. I love uh. We were talking about frequencies. I, I love that. I can't remember the Japanese author, but it's about the water when you play the good music and the band yeah. and the speak to it good and the forming of the crystals. That's a very good book. I love uh, The Nine Faces of Christ is a really good book. I recommend to all people that are interested in, in the, you know, kind of a different a different version of the history of, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I first learned the name Yeshua. I really love... Uh, have you heard of the way of the peaceful warrior? There's a he's got rings a bell. Yeah, he's got two or three books, and then in the character he talks about Socrates, this Russian guy in the book. There's a book about his life too, and that book's amazing. Um, the teachings and the ways of the masters of the Far East is another good book series that's good. Uh, I I loved Lord of the Rings growing up, and the Harry Potter books. Uh, Game of Thrones books. I love them for how they're written. They're not written in chapters. They're written in characters. So it jumps around a lot like Pulp Fiction. It'll just oh, say wow. this character's name like Arya Stark. And it'll be what's going on through her perspective. Then it'll jump to uh, Jamie Lannister. Then it'll jump to one of the other ones. And it just gives what... And, and it's not all in the same time sequence. It goes in future, back in the past. It jumps around. It's really cool how they wrote it like that. Very fun to read. I didn't do that. And and I'm a very bad reader. So that's why I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks probably. But I didn't do that. That and that's fascinating when when even sometimes when you read the book and you see the movie, just like, oh my God. Haven't haven't they read the book? You know, just like, okay, it wasn't that hard. I mean, it, it has been written already what's happening. So why are they giving this twist and stuff like that? But uh, um, what's your favorite kind of drink, beverage? Um, I used to really, when I drank, I used to just like a, a, a good light beer. Uh, like Finland, I used to really love Lappenkulta. And then there was one in Brazil called uh, Boa Antarctica. Which was a really good beer. Uh, I used to love Margaritas. You? <laughs> huh? 
if you drink a few, it strangles you. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were more of a light, like a lager. You know, okay. uh, uh, I went to the Guinness Brewery in Ireland. I you know I like a good Guinness. Uh, I used to love margaritas, uh, but nowadays I would say my homemade tea. I make a. I quit drinking the Arizona teas because they have so much high fructose syrup. So I, now I make my own. It's like a citrus tea with fresh 100% fruit juice, some honey, some cinnamon, and turmeric. Oh, yeah. No sugar. And I, 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 it's my new drink, man. I love it. Like, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm uh, a little bit addicted to chocolate sometimes. So, so when I have it around, it's very hard for me to not to eat. But uh, sugar and... and, and... What I usually did is is like a, a big cup of coffee, just like three or four scoops of sugar. I uh, didn't do that for like ten day, uh, ten years now. I uh, went off with the sugar, and th- there's some sugar here that's for my girlfriend when she uh, has uh, a coffee here. But uh, no, I don't want to do that stuff again. But well, the coffee, I'm not saying. The coffee, I just put uh, honey, and then I'll do the cinnamon and turmeric, and then I do uh, my wife. She likes that, the Coffee Mate hazelnut, and I know it's bad. It's soy-based, and it's got all the oils in it, and I'll put a little bit of that in there, but I usually only have coffee on the weekend for two days a week, and on the weekdays, I might, when I'm rinsing it out and make, because I make it for her every morning, mm-hmm. I, whatever is the little swallow that's left in the pot, I'll just have that straight black for the weekdays, just that one little swallow, and then okay. I have my, my deluxe one on the weekend. Or the, the strong end. <laughs> yeah, the strong ends, exactly. And I think there's also some mushroom coffee nowadays, which is made of uh, uh, some mushrooms. Not, not with the trippy effect, but just, you know, just like the health effect. So, yeah. yeah well, I'll try some of those, yeah. Hmm. What's your favorite uh, food, Eric? I love a good steak. I love barbecue. A good barbecue brisket or a steak. I, I really love, uh, I don't know if it's traditional or not. Because everything gets perverted in America, but like a, a sweet Thai curry soup, like the like a green or a yellow curry, spicy with the bamboo shoots and the bell peppers and the Thai basil and some chicken in there over some rice. Like I always said, if I was a, a poor Thai man and all I could get was just that broth on some rice, I'd be okay. Uh, I do love a good barbecue, a good steak or a brisket. Mm. It is called also the Tom Ka soup, I think. Um, I don't know the Thai name. Uh, over here, the it's like a curry soup. You just, you just, yeah, I, I think I had something like green three or a, you know. I used to do uh, what was it? Uh, I used to do one of the stir fries. I can't remember the name. It had a funny name with the fat wide noodles, but that one's pretty good too. Mm. Um, Eric, what kind of clothing do you like to wear the most? At home, I usually just wear uh, like some basketball gym shorts. Usually, no shirt. I put a t-shirt on for you. I got my firmament. Oh, look at that, ladies and gentlemen, a firmamental t-shirt. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna drop down the link below. So uh, <laughs> check it out. Which out and about, I wear in the summertime cargo shorts or in the wintertime cargo pants. I like the side pockets. I keep my stuff in there. Uh, and just a t-shirt, you know, a hoodie, whatever. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my favorite to, to, to go normally to. Uh, nowadays, I have something else, but that's uh, that's completely different. But I'm going to 
I'm going to make something out of that. So it's going to be like the cargo pants uh, with uh, stuffing bags and stuff like that. So that's going to be great. <clears throat> um, what's your favorite uh, holiday destination? Um, just anywhere in nature, away from everything. I've been fortunate. I've traveled all over this world. I've been to a lot of places. Uh, a lot of uh, tropical. I like the beach. It's fun. The ocean's super scary. I've had some some crazy adventures in the ocean. <laughs> uh, I love the forest. I love the desert. I just love anywhere that's away from the city, just where you're actually in the nature. You know what I mean? I can enjoy anywhere. Like I can, uh, I can agree with that, one hundred percent. That no, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, the sounds of nature and not the city. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, last two questions, Eric. Uh, what's your favorite quote? That was a hard one. I was trying to think of quotes, and uh, I'm so bad at remembering like movie lines, song lines, quotes, and stuff like that. Uh, But the one lately that's been sticking with me, the you know, the 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 strong men make good times, and good times make weak men, and weak men make you know bad hard times, hard times, and then the cycle repeats. That's I don't know who did that quote, but I really like that one. Like it's that's a good one, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's something that that resonates with a lot of people that. Uh, When you see something when the veil is a little bit lifted up, that they then then that these kind of quotes they resonate more and more. Just like oh man, yeah, you know it makes so much sense then, right? Yeah, I used to get a lot of stoic quotes like from the Greeks and different people throughout history on my phone, and they're they're all so good. Like they all resonate. So it's hard. That's hard work. <laughs> mm. uh, maybe I should uh, break down. You know, favorite favorite music. What's your favorite band in in country? What's your favorite band in in rock and roll? But you know, you got all these sub subcultures and sub things that you have all music one another time. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. What's your fa uh What's your life's motto, Eric? Uh, it's a combination. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it, and try to treat everybody better. Then you want to be treated. You know that there's that golden rule: treat everyone how you want to be treated. But try to do that extra step. Try to treat everyone a little bit better. You know, just try to make that extra effort, that extra, you know, spread the love. Wow, amen to that, brother. It was a pleasure to have you, Eric. It was really a pleasure. I, I want to definitely do a part two because we didn't touch base on everything that uh, 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 was in my homework. Obana said that snake were down and. Uh, We we touch base on 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 a lot of things. Um, oh, yeah. Put, please send me some links of the things that you talked about, uh, like the books and stuff like that, because I want to post them in the uh, uh, in the show description, as they say, or the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a list of those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, well, beautiful uh, fellow human, thank you very much for having uh, or hopping on this podcast, and uh, we definitely gonna gonna uh, talk. Uh, text uh, and and uh, get get around with each other, right? Oh, for sure. For yes, sure. Uh, another spiritual warrior, ladies and gentlemen, fellow humans. Um, wherever you are on this beautiful plain earth where we live, have a good morning, a good day, 
or a good evening. Yeah, God bless. Thank you. Running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always kind And he couldn't fulfill my dreams I'm running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always kind And he couldn't fulfill my dreams He's a pain in the ass Black as a night Pain in the ass, black as a night. God, show me the light and hold me tight. I've been running for all my life with the devil on my heels. He wasn't always kind, and he couldn't fulfill my dreams. He's a pain.